We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Dinosaurs on a spaceship. It's the invasion of the podcast. All right, it's Invasion of the Podcast, the wonderful, spectacular Dinocast. <laughs> Dinocast is a, it's This is a unique cast, so I I want to apologize a little bit because I know some people listen to this for different things, but this is going to be for the love of dinosaurs. So. Yeah, I mean, the, the next six hours is going to be nothing but dinosaurs. Like, I mean, they were around for a long time. We could at least give them a few minutes of our time. And Paul means the first six hours. The the, the, the other six hours is more dinosaurs. Yeah, that's true. It's 12, it's 12 be... hours of dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, just get settled in, yeah. call off work, and listen to us talk about dinosaurs. Yeah. So, um, and, and because of that, uh, we are going to just head right into our dinosaur news. We, I don't know if we have a dinosaur sound for that. Do we have a dinosaur sure, sound? Yeah, yeah, sure. There we go. That's the newsosaurus. The newsosaurus, yes. Um, go ahead and go ahead. You have a really good. Yeah, the first the first bit would be uh, we talked like uh, Pixar just released a teaser uh, for the good dinosaur. Yeah, uh, which I um, it's a Pixar movie. I'm excited just in general because Pixar movies are generally good unless it yeah. involves talking cars. In and um, out's coming out. Inside uh, out's coming out. Yeah, out, next week. Which Inside Out is that's in a couple of weeks. I know. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, and with with the good dinosaur. So the the story behind that is. Uh, um, it was scheduled for last summer. They ran some production problems, which was the first time in Pixar's history that they actually said, "You know what? We need to go back and retool this." Like, really, a lot. Yeah, I they, find that I, I I remember Pixar talking about incepting like Wally and a lot of those other uh, movies like years in advance. And this was one of those ones that they was had it? laid okay. out stuff, but then. I guess they got through part of it and it just didn't work out, so they oh. stopped it. And that's why last summer there was no actual Pixar movies because oh, okay. that was supposed to be what was there. Yeah, they do kind of they do kind of put one out. One yeah, because it was like Mosh's University, and then you didn't see anything for a bit, you know. So yeah, uh, which Mosh's University that was disappointing. I, I yeah. like Monsters University. I yeah, I don't know. I just maybe maybe because like I, I'm not the target market. <laughs> I don't know, but it had a couple uh, good cute jokes. Yeah. Um. So. Um, good dinosaur saw the teaser. Not much there, but I think the whole point of that is supposed to be like, what if, yeah, like dinosaurs were existing with us now, and and then I know Pixar also just released the voice cast for that, so that is the exciting part because we have uh the the NPH is in there, uh, the Neil Patrick Harris. Um, I'm sure he's playing a young dinosaur that is uh, a doctor of some sort. Um, and then I know also we got um we got Bill Hader that's also on there, and then um oh what's her name um. Amy Poehler. Amy, no, Amy no, Poehler's Amy Inside Poehler. Out. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm Bill like getting, Inside Out as well. You're I'm right. get, yeah, yeah, I'm getting my uh, my Pixar cast members mixed up. Yeah, but it's um, what's her name? It's um, uh, Pam from not Pam from Archer. It's um, what's uh, Judy Greer? 
that's that's the name. The uh, Kitty from Arrested Development and the the ham salesman and everything else she's doing right now. Because we're talking about that's uh, yeah, Judy Greer. We were talking about how like she's doing everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, so I don't know. Like and John Ratzenberger also has been announced for this. I'm sure he's playing a pivotal role because it's he always does yeah. in all these movies. So um, so yeah, I'm excited for a good dinosaur. Now um, I have a lot of faith in Pixar. And so that's that's the first thing that we had to have our prerequisite like movie news, um, movie news, and it, then like we don't really often have a lot of local news, but this is great because it's local and it's dinosaurs. So, yes. um, for those of you who listen to us locally, uh, I mean, I don't know. I who suppose is that it one guy in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no, I it's do. Like Ryan, there, I know you listen to it once. There is one of my friends who who lives in Alaska who listens to us. So. Oh, nice. So but we're catching the coasts. We're getting coast to coast. Yes. You guys didn't know about our show being coast to coast. I did not know that. Um, the 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 Cleveland. <laughs> wait, wait, Alaska. The, that's the hotbed for um, old dinosaur blood. That's what fuels the nation. Yeah. Like, eh, I like it. That all ties in. That's yeah. I mean, Alaska is part of Dino Cat. That's true. There you go. Yeah. That's true. All right. That's where all dead dinosaurs are. Um, <laughs> Not all of them. The, a lot of them. The Cleveland Museum of National Natural History uh, is doing an exhibit from it looks like June sixth till the third of January, and it's a new dinosaur exhibit, and it's basically centered around the largest dinosaurs. So they have. A couple of bones. They have a couple of like, uh, like I guess I don't want to say sculpture. Were they more like animatron? Not animatronics, but they're 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 scaled. So okay. they have like sixty foot dinosaurs in there that you can actually stand next to and see, you know. And and they have like a few bones. I know on the website they had a couple of kids that were um, there was like it looked like a femur, but it was like this thing was like twice the size of these kids. So when you say the large dinosaurs full scale, can I slide down one and off the edge of the tail? As I'm leaving work for the day, and yeah. I'm excited to start my. That's weekend. how you actually get out of the Natural History Museum. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I, I know I've been there. I've been to the Natural History Museum, and they've they've had other dinosaur exhibits, but this one is like right in my wheelhouse. So I'm definitely going to go check that out. Um, but it was just funny because that was just announced like in the past week or so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They they actually have like a a paleontology dig that you can kind of participate in. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they, they moved stuff in there for you to dig in. It's not like they were like, well, all this time there was a dinosaur right over here by the Natural History Museum. Let's get to it. It's the Cleveland Brownsosaurus. <laughs> it never really knew success, and it, it, it died a sad, lonely life. Now, um, did you, do you think they're actually going to um, discuss like how brontosauruses are now actually called brontosauruses again. Did you know there was like a big controversy? That, no, what did they call that, them? It, well, there was like a lot of like different, like the, the term brontosaurus was used for a lot of like the larger, like, you know, I don't know, they're in Jurassic Park. There's like a lot. Yeah, it, but well, like the diplosauruses like, yeah. were in like a, a lot of major scenes in the first Jurassic Park. Yeah, and it's like, and, and so basically there's a lot of scientists saying that the brontosaurus isn't actually like an individual type of dinosaur. It's like, like they've been misidentified. And but now there's some people out there saying, no, 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 there actually is one. So there's like this big like debate. I think people just really want brontosauruses back. And I don't see why we shouldn't bring brontosauruses back. It's a cool name. Yeah, you know, it is. like so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's happening at the Cleveland Museum of Natural History. Um, other natural history can be viewed there as well, I'm sure, but not nearly as cool. And speaking of the sliding off the tail. Uh, after you get off work, which is what and Fred pulling Flintstone the tail did. of a bird that sounds like a whistle, <laughs> and um, is what what Fred Flintstone did. You found an interesting story about was it a Flintstones theme park? Yeah, I think it's out uh, near um, the Grand Canyon, about a half hour away. It has been around since the seventies. It's actually like it is a actual Flintstones theme park. 
Um, and by theme park, I mean they they built like the houses and stuff. It would be really really funny if you went in there and you could never leave because it'd be the same background repeating over and over again. But I don't <laughs> think that's going to be the case. But it's for sale for two million dollars, and and so that sounds like a good deal. However. Um, there's a lot of upkeep that needs to be done because who would have thought that, you know, someone saying, Hey, we should put together a real bedrock. They just didn't keep it up. Um, that also, if you buy the park and I was reading this, that you have to renegotiate the Flintstones license with, um, whoever, owned, I know Hanna-Barbera had them originally, yeah. but I don't know who has them now. Um, uh, I think it's Hanna-Barbera still, but they're owned by somebody else. No, they're right? owned. Yeah, they are owned by somebody else. Whoever does the Pebbles f- food, uh, I, I, probably not General Mills, but uh, but yeah, you have to re- you have to redo the whole licensing with them. So it's like two million. Yeah, I could totally buy a dilapidated can, park. What can you even go? Like it's dilapidated. Can you just go in there and just like walk around, or do you, is it closed off to the public? Um, I think I think since it's for sale, I'm sure that it's probably closed off now. But they said something about how it gets like five million visitors a year or something. It was, like, that doesn't make. What sense. do they just go yeah. stand by the gate? And look at I, I don't know. Like they just go and uh, they, they they go and look for various uh, woolly mammoths that are vacuum cleaners. I, I don't I don't know what they do. But a uh, guy has been in line for season pass for seventy two <laughs> years. Like <laughs> it, it's it's Captain Cape Man. It was Captain <laughs> Cape Man just... waiting there and, and Kazoo. Kazoo's outside with his large hat. He has it tipped up. And he well, uses, Kazoo's he, definitely probably there. If Area fifty one is kind of close. Isn't yeah, it? that's true. Right. So I thought that was just odd that we like so so like last week. Um, Joe and I are both really excited for Jurassic World, so we're like, heck yeah, this whole episode's going to be about dinosaurs. And I'm like, what kind of current dinosaur news is there? And then we actually ended up finding some. found some. So there you go. You're welcome, world. So um, that'll do it for news. Um, so we do. We have actually, okay, we're going to move on to sports now. I guess you could call it. Oh, yeah, that's it, right. We, I guess new you segment. call it sports. <laughs> well, we may, re- we may introduce sports, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are probably like, you know what? I came to this podcast to get away from sports. Or maybe you didn't. But yeah, I actively avoid sports. <laughs> so we'll listen to podcasts about other things. I don't want to say this is a competitive, like fighting sport thing, but we put together uh, a bracket for um, the most popular dinosaurs in pop culture. So um, it is refereed by none other than everybody's favorite Dilophosaurus who ate Dennis Nedry. <laughs> Oh, he didn't he, want that stick. Oh, it, he got it on the table. Yeah. Dude, I can't. No, we'll he, worry about he, it He would wear a black and white jersey, but it's just all covered in black. It is. Now, so. I know. Yeah. You do not want to get a red card from Dilophosaurus. No. <laughs> just, no. It's not a card. You're blind. <laughs> That's basically what happens. So anyway, here are the brackets. And some of you have listened to us, and some of you who have followed us on the internet have all voted for us. We asked you to vote for the the brackets because this was all posted on the invasion of the podcast facebook page and i know i don't know if we did anything with twitter but i mean clearly we would like twitter's building up we're we're working on twitter twitter's tricky um it's not but it is for me it's it's weird um bear with me uh all right so some of you have probably been a little familiarized to the bracket so i'm just going to start off here so we got the first two matchup uh we've got the toronto raptors which uh I guess they're dinosaurs. They're they're, they're raptors <laughs> versus Denver, the last <laughs> they, dinosaur. They literally are raptors. Yeah. Which, uh, if some of you may remember, was a Saturday morning cartoon that had a ridiculously catchy theme song and a ridiculous premise. Let them fight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, we have Rexy, the T Rex from Night at the Museum, up against the internet's popular Velociraptor, who is a very insightful meme. It, it, indeed. I <laughs> Um, Sauron, the villain of the X-Men who lives in the Savage Lands, who transforms into a, 
uh, pterodactyl type man with mind control powers. Yeah, that he, he actually is way cooler than he sounds. Yeah, like I, me, I yeah. I like to think that I'm pretty cool. Uh, he's I, he's I up sound. against Riptor, which Riptor was a character from Killer Instinct, which was a classic uh, arcade game that ported over onto like N64 and stuff. Famous for saying combo breaker, not Riptor, combo breaker. That's where Riptor's from. Yeah, uh, and then we've got the new upstart Triceracop, who has recently gained a lot of fame with Kung Fury. Um, how many how many fighters from Primal Fury do you have? I didn't Not Primal get, Fury. I'm sorry, Primal Rage. I didn't get anybody from Primal, Primal Rage because no. like if you get one guy from Primal Rage, you kind of got to get them all. I just all I remember about that game like, is that there was monkeys vomiting and passing gas on each other. Yeah, and that that was like Mortal Kombat or uh, Midway's. That shaped a lot of my social interaction. Like <laughs> I was like, that's what people do. That was like Midway's attempt at trying to make a new fighting game that wasn't Mortal Kombat and just market it like this is as violent as Mortal Kombat and be like the monkeys throwing up on people. <laughs> Like, anyway, so Triceracop is up against Dino. Inappropriatality. Uh, the okay. the lovable pets of the Flintstones. Um, and then we have the Dinobots versus Reptar from Rugrats. Dinobots, obviously, from Autobots Transformers. Um, this is like this is probably one of the matchups that was more interesting to me because it's basically a generational matchup. Yeah. Um, so Robot dinosaurs versus, versus lovable kids dinosaurs. Right, some Reptar. Sort of, yeah. Uh, and then we have the Sinclairs from the the classic sitcom Dinosaurs, yes. uh, the Jim Henson show, uh, up against King Crush, who is kind of an unknown, but I mean, if you're a, a Blizzard World of Warcraft fan, you know who King Crush is. You know, Especially who, you, if, you know what Devil Sars are. You know what Devil Sars is. Yeah. If you played a hunter, you know what King Crush is. Yeah. Um, and then we have Yoshi, very lovable, very cute, fan favorite against the land before time dinosaurs so it's adorability paired off against each other yep yep uh, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and then we have barney up against the dino riders and dino riders is another one up there with denver uh dino riders was a uh, 80s saturday morning cartoon of uh an alien race of people they're humanoids they're humans but there was good guys and bad guys, and basically they landed on Earth during Prehistoria, and they were able to control and ride dinosaurs and put lasers on them. Enough you you have me at lasers on dinosaurs. Lasers on dinosaurs yep. should be it. If you do not know what dino riders is, I highly suggest you go Google it and at least familiarize it you know, just, just a little bit so you could be like, these people are riding dinosaurs with lasers. So, so before, that's... before we get to the winners of the brackets, I should say that also we do have some sponsors this evening. Um, so let me just let you know that Dinosaur Fights is sponsored by, well, it, it's a pasta company. You know, we love them. Dinosaurs, come on! Get to the dinosaurs! Go from the south to dinosaurs! Get the dinosaur hunt! Get for your Dinosaurs from Chef Boyardee. Fun, great-tasting pasta lets a dinosaur hunt. And the first one to spot the new pterodactyl wins. And introducing pterodactyls. So, so yeah, if you if also keep it, keep them like listening. If you if you find the pterodactyl during the show. You win. Yeah. And if you find out what you win, let us know, because that, that car- cartoon, that commercial has haunted us for many, many decades. It's just like, like what do you, do you write in to Chef Boyardee? Like, like, listen, what, I was eating I this, get? and I found them. Nowhere on the can does it say, here's your prize. Yeah. So, anyway, so uh, Dino Fights brought to you by Chef Boyardee's uh, Dinosaurs Romp and Stompin' Variety. Yeah. Um, Dilophosaurus will keep us up to date throughout the cast. <laughs> 
Ah, that's on the wall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's he's a bit messy. Um, so, all right. Um, so, should we just get to really what what we're here for uh, is uh, is Jurassic World, mm-hmm. uh, yep. which is uh, you know it, it's coming out. Actually, it's out now. Uh, we we as much as we love dinosaurs, we have not seen the movie yet. And, we have, yeah. we we were. It was a terror. We we did a lot of production on this DinoCast episode. Um, it's probably like uh, our biggest episode yet. Um, it was sixty five million <laughs> seconds in the making. In the, no, that's not right. That's still a lot of seconds. Yeah, it was sixty five. A lot of talks in the making. Yeah. So we 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 got a lot of production into it, and we didn't get our midweek record like we wanted to. But we're here now. Got this one out. Um, I'm sure Jurassic World is going to be viewed by both of us this weekend sometime. Um, I also kind of didn't want to have any privy knowledge before we did the cast. I don't want to do any spoilers. Um, so I don't have a spoiler alert button for dinosaurs. So, <laughs> the they're yeah. gone. <laughs> no. uh, yep. That's a spoiler that's alert. A spoiler. They're, they're all dead. They're really gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like, uh, I, I do want to see this like initial reviews. Everybody like there's been a couple stinkers like in terms of like, well, it's not the same as Jurassic Park. Well, no kidding. It's, it's not. I've going heard to it's be... been getting amazing reviews. There's a there's a couple people. It's like the what was it? Uh, AV Club, Onion AV Club said um, it's like it's a, a lot of the the park, but none of the fight. Like they're just like they're kind of saying that it kind of feels like nah, it's it's still great, but not there's the, it's missing a little something. I've heard different things. I've heard that. I've heard uh. The action's all there. I've heard the character of the movie really overshadows the action, which I think stays true to like how Spielberg tends to do a lot of his movies. Because um, like the original Jurassic Park in '93 when it came out, um, a lot of people consider that one of the one, not one not the best movie, but one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. Um, and even though they they kind of poke a lot of holes in the screenplay, they still say it's a solid good movie because of how he directed it. And it's interesting because um, maybe not to get too far down this uh, this rabbit hole or, I don't know, dinosaur hole. Um, <laughs> the book, the, the way, like there was an article recent, written recently about how Spielberg was able to actually identify what worked really well in the book and turn it into a very appealing movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've read the book. It was a long time ago. Yeah, like, I have I, too. Long, like I Mike, think I read it in high school. Yeah, Michael Crichton, he is one of those guys, like I wouldn't say he's a great writer, but he's able to absorb he, a ton of knowledge yeah. and present it in a fun way. Mm-hmm. His characters are always the same characters, though. It's always like you, you got to have the one guy who's smart enough that knows everything so he can explain it to the audience, which is always that one person coming in like new to the situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like like um it's he has like the Doctor Grant that explains everything yeah and, that, and like in timeline it was the one guy that knew everything about French history yeah it's like you have that one guy you had like a uh, like um Rising Sun which was a movie he, they made a ton of movies out of uh, Michael Crichton books yeah but Rising Sun had because I read Rising Sun too Rising Sun wasn't bad Rising Sun had Sean Connery's character which was like the I know all this I'm going to explain all this and then Wesley Snipes' character was basically like the the reader yeah following Sean Connery into this Yakuza world yeah and the same thing with Jurassic Park it was pretty much the kids yeah. like like from their perspective and and he does that again with when he writes lost world he throws the kids into the mix like it's like he's got to have the kids and like i think that's one of the reasons why spielberg ate it up because that's definitely his style yeah. you know the kids and from what i can tell jurassic world follows that formula yeah that's my worry with that um is that you have two kids 
out there. It's like it's almost it's it's Bryce Dallas Howard's nephews. Okay. And she's kinda indifferent to them and then it's like, oh now she oh, learns to care about crap. them. I'm They're like They're gonna get eaten. Oh, I better it's care about the same these dudes. thing. But it, whatever. I mean yeah. I, movies work for a reason. They I, they have the yeah. same tropes. They have the same buttons they press and well you know whatever. I know like when I was a kid when I was I was older than the kids in Jurassic Park, but like it's an identifiable thing, especially with dinosaurs being like such a big thing for kids. Like um like if you go see a dinosaur movie as a kid, like I did when I was Jurassic Park, and those kids are in it, it's like more relatable. Mm-hmm. Like I think if like Lex and Tim were not in the first Jurassic Park, then I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. Well, as he, a story, you're right? Spielberg you know? has that child surrogate, like uh, E. T. Close Encounters. Like it, it just you you have to have that because it basically all this is, and this is, I mean, really, I think why people were so excited about all this, aside from the fact that it's. It's flipping dinosaurs, which is yeah. pretty great. Um, it, um, it it's more of like that that like I grew up loving dinosaurs. I had coloring books. I had everything. I mean, for goodness sakes, my desk is covered in small dinosaur toys right now as we talk. Um, it's just this thing that when I was a kid, I was obsessed with. Like, I, it's just this whole that you know that this whole world existed before you and it is pretty much an alien world but it's here you know and i think people can get way more excited about that because this is actual history as opposed to hey we're gonna make a theme park based upon alien life forms it's like that wouldn't be the same type of appeal like there's not that that wild sense of adventure of like these animals were dangerous and they were huge and they existed before us yeah now we're gonna pay five dollars and go see them right like i mean you go to the zoo now and i love going to the zoo but like some of the animals like you're I mean, they they are dangerous, but they're nowhere dinosaur dangerous. Like you, you, you could be on a lion's meal if it, if it was hungry enough. But I mean, a dinosaur would like you know at least the meat eaters would look at you like, yeah, that's totally my food. Like <laughs> no question about it. Yeah, <laughs> and especially for like the little wheelie skates, you can just go right up and be picked off. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm excited for uh, Jurassic World. I I don't, like Jurassic Park has a special place in my heart just because it, 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 Joe's right. Like in '93, um, it it was one of those. It was the movie that a lot of people look back on, saying it was like the like the sweeping in of like the modern day computer assisted blockbuster. <laughs> He's getting better with his aim. Yeah, he is. <laughs> that, that, I, he uh, only hit me a little bit that time. <laughs> oh, it looks like we not, got we got not in the eyes, <laughs> spitter. Not in the eyes. <laughs> looks like we have an update from uh, from the spitter. He's he's got the the next um, bracket has, has has advanced. So it looks like uh, the Sinclairs and the Dino Riders are going to meet up now. Which okay. would be interesting. So the Sinclairs beat who? Again? The the Sinclairs they knocked out um, King Crush, which oh. I'm not too surprised. That's true. So after that, um, Barney got taken out by the Dino Riders. He's popular, but I think a lot of people, like I said, dinosaurs, lasers, or uh, a children's cartoon show. So that's true. Yeah, and I don't care about teaching love and peace, especially right. from a dinosaur. Um, this is going to be the match that everyone's going to watch. Everybody's going to have watch parties for this match, okay? Um, <laughs> Dino and Yoshi. So Yoshi was up against the um, the Land Before Time, which Land Before Time is cute, yes. So is Yoshi. But he came out on top, and then Dino was up against Triceracop. And I think a lot of people easily voted for Dino, even though Triceracop's pretty new and cool. But this is going to be even harder now. So Dino and Yoshi are going to go head-to-head. Uh, somehow, the Toronto Raptors swept 
Denver the last time to soar. I'm guessing that it was... Which had... is weird, because as long as Toronto Raptors have been around, I don't think they swept anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and I think this, the, them making it in the second round is unusual. They, they Yeah, but like the Toronto Raptors are in the second round. Now, they are up against Sauron, which is not Denver the last dinosaur. That's true. So, and then um the Dinobots uh did take out Reptar. So, um, Yeah, screw you millennials. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. I don't even know if that's true. I just I mean, I like I are millennials are they the ones like Rugrats? I don't think so. I, I think know. It's, No, cuz you know what? There was somebody that I taught he was like I think he's like 33. He's like a little younger than. He was like all about Reptar. He's like Reptar. I'm like, "Really? Screw you pre-millennials." <laughs> Generation Y. Is the that, Dinobots it's made generation it, Generation Y. They right. made it, yeah. though. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the Dinobots uh, are going to go up against the Philociraptor. Which generation Philociraptor, Y, do you like Rugrats? Anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> the well, Philociraptor made it past Rexy, so, which I'm sure the Philociraptor probably just threw a bone and then contemplated it and scratched I'm his I'm fine, chin. because those movies are so poorly put together. I, I'm, I'm good with that. So that is going to be our Elite Eight, and yes. we will keep you up to date throughout the cast. Let them fight. And they will fight. And they will fight. I, you know, that's I, I got that from Godzilla, which we, we talked about possibly. Godzilla isn't a dinosaur. Godzilla is just a force of nature. He is. He's a monster. He's the king of monsters. Yes. I wouldn't really throw him in there with a dinosaur. <laughs> like, So, um, yeah, again, what we were talking about with Jurassic Park earlier, like in terms of like the division between like modern filmmaking, not, not division, but like I... You go back now and watch that movie, um, it, and, and it's like they talked about how there's only like a handful of minutes in that movie that are actually computer generated. Yeah, they did a lot of practical. Uh, Stan Winston did a lot of the... Yeah, the late Stan Winston. The, yeah, oh, Stan Winston's so good. He's done a lot of great stuff for movies as far as like the uh, animatronic stuff. Yeah. And like, the, the, like Spielberg got that and he used it. I mean, you know, you're right. People benchmark a lot of CGI with Jurassic Park being the the... I guess the catapult into the CGI movie age, um, and it really didn't have a ton of CGI, which which is weird because there actually there was a, a process that uh, they used um, called Go Motion that um, was like the next evolution of like uh, stop animation. Um, it's basically like stop animations, like single frame, take a photo, take a photo, like Ray Harryhausen. The, you know, that was he's the king of that, right? Go Motion was like they would take they take a frame. And then they'd move the camera slightly while it was being taken, so it had that blur to it, right? So there was actually a lot of test stuff originally done for Jurassic Park where they're going to use Go Motion, and they're like, "I no, no, we're good." And so they decided to actually build a T Rex and then use what they could to do with the CGI, as opposed to actually they were had the movie been made like two years before, it would be stop motion animated dinosaurs, and that just shows you like how how on the edge they were, right? Like like yeah. like Jurassic Park, and then not to foreshadow what we're talking about in a couple weeks but like terminator 2 where there's two movies that people think about the cg a lot in those movies but there's not a lot of cg in those movies whatsoever right so i and i and i love that because it's like t-rex when it swoops down and like not swoops it doesn't fly but when it lowers its head and like looks in and it's like you know people gets all dilated and it like roars at you like knowing that that was all there and then hearing the stories about how when they were using the rainfall on this thing and that the head itself would soak all the water in and then it would start violently shaking. <laughs> it would because, get heavy, yeah. yeah. And it's like they had to stop and had to, they actually had to find like, they had to make like a makeshift umbrella for the T-Rex so it wouldn't absorb all the water. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, I don't know why, but that tickles me. And That's I, funny. Like, and, and so with Jurassic World, I don't think there's any, any practical effects. Probably I mean, not. I, like, I don't know. The practical effects are definitely expensive, but they have their place and they make it very nice. Yeah, so I mean, like that, that's one of the reasons why I love that movie. Also, it's like the pacing of it is like knowing that like they they knew 
they had their set pieces. Like everyone remembers the T Rex chase. Everybody remembers like looking in the rearview mirror, and it's like you have all that. And it's like I just I think that Jurassic Park. I mean Spielberg knows the the how to put together an action movie, and there's no question about that. Oh, yeah. You know though with Jurassic World, you know who I'm really hoping is in Jurassic World. Dino DNA. Yeah, you Mr. know what's DNA. that guy doing? What's Mister DNA doing? He's probably back on his ranch in Texas. Yeah. Do you do you think that he was actually sued because like he really simplified that whole dinosaur making process? I don't think yeah. he really told people how dangerous no. the whole thing was. He didn't. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> on that point too, though, you know what I love about the danger of like that movie and and like you know the thing with Ian Malcolm like in his chaos theory and, and you know the like you know life finds a way blah 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 you know the dinosaurs are going to get loose. Like Jurassic Park is a great Frankenstein, modern Frankenstein that Crichton wrote. Oh well, that's and, not the first time that he wrote the theme park notion. No, like, there, well, like not Westworld. so much the the theme park, but he did he did a lot of like mad. It was like a it was a mad scientist movie. Jurassic Park is a mad scientist movie. Yeah, but like 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 even though there wasn't a book, but Westworld was like it was made in the seventies and it was about like this uh like place people would go and visit a resort that had a uh, Yul Brenner was in it. I. I have not seen it. HBO is making a TV series based on Westworld. Okay. But it's this whole thing where you have like animatronic robots and then they go haywire. So it's like, so not only did Creighton make a movie about this and then he, they did a sequel called future world. That was also the same thing. And then he's like, Hey, I got an idea. Let me just write a book. That's about dinosaur theme park. And then later on, he's like, Hey, timeline, Let's use use time travel and quantum physics to make a medieval recreation of Of a theme theme park. park. Yeah. And it's like, what was he never allowed in Disney? Like, was he just like growing up, like looking at stuff, being like, "Man, I want to go. I'm going to write all these books, and hopefully, I get to go one day." I I remember I read his uh, autobiography. Travel, I think it's Travels. Okay, uh, and he didn't mention anything about. I'm surprised ER park. wasn't a theme park. Yeah, like- <laughs> he had. You could see some of his influences. Like, I he had a really good story. He almost got killed by a gorilla in the Congo. Okay, on his one of his travels. Well, and that's where obviously Congo probably came from, but it was like it was probably the scariest part of the whole book. And I think he probably used a little bit of that for Jurassic Park too because of like the like everybody was freaking out like this silverback just rolls up on him cuz he was kind of separated from the group, you know. And, roll, rolls up on him and his low rider and it's like, <laughs> "No, watch out." Yeah. Like, not watch not out to get too far off of, but that yeah, <laughs> I I've, I've, you know, I've read a lot of Michael Crichton books. Uh I I'm a fan of his. Yeah, and well, it's like it's his it's his ability. You're right. It's the modern, it's the modern Frankenstein story, or it's the modern like he was always afraid, not afraid, but he always saw the potential for amazing things with technology and science, but also how they could go horribly wrong. And it was always that space in between where it wasn't really ever the science's fault; it was the people like trying to to use it for a means to an end. Yes. And that was always cuz uh, even though like like the chaos theory or like the Andromeda strain which I know that was all like um an actual like virus that they had to figure out, but it was like this whole like human interaction and the human element is where things always screw it all up. Like Congo. That's that's a good example of that too, you know. That not that this is the Congo show, but <laughs> that's a, that'd be a funny name for a show. Yeah, like um, that that diamond mine was completely <laughs> left alone until that whole safari went in there. <laughs> yeah. Until Bruce Campbell got killed and then they brought in Ernie Hudson with the fake British accent. You know, but that movie was terrible yeah. by the way. Anyway. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to, to really, to, to, other than saying I love Jurassic park and I got to see it when they re-released it in theaters a couple years ago in 3d. And for a movie that was never meant to be in 3d, you wouldn't know it. Not just because all oh, it's dinosaurs poking you in the face. 
Um, it's it, but the way that movie's framed and the way it's set up, it it like you would not know that it wasn't set up for three D. Yeah, it's still a lot of fun to watch. Like I rewatched it recently, and like that scene, the opening Jurassic Park scene with the dino reveal, still is like one of those things that makes your hair stand up on the back of your neck because you get that excitement. And it's like this movie's like you know. Uh, came out in 93, and like, why am I... I know what's going to happen. They're going to see a Dilophosaurus eaten out of a tree, but that John Williams score and, like, the way that Spielberg delivers it and Sam Neill sells it, like, it, it's it's a great scene. Yeah, absolutely. And then the whole bit with the raptors in the kitchen, like, you actually feel fear for those kids. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and it's, it's an honest-to-goodness, like... it's And even though you don't question how... The, the the one truck got thrown over the edge of the the T Rex pen and how it was perfectly flat yeah. on the one side of the That's wall. One of my favorite got con- thrown. continuity issues with that whole movie. Somehow the, the truck like, went all the way down. Didn't he just step right out of where he broke the fence? Like yeah. how did he climb uh whatever. The, the Spielberg's so good that you didn't even think about yeah. it until you're later. just like yeah. caught up in the moment and you're like that that pitfall should not be there. <laughs> so speaking of uh, a wonderful, amazing dinosaurs and science and dino DNA, it's time now that I want to mention, um, I do have a giveaway. Like, so, because oh, one thing we, we like doing, like, it's always people like free stuff and I'm, I'm going to just do some Foley work now. Isn't that amazing? So what I have, and, and Joe's going to, we'll, we'll end up putting this on the Facebook page and probably tweeting it out. I, I have for one lucky listener, of our of our six million listeners, or actually, let me see. Yeah, how many are in there? It, uh, eight. It could be eight lucky listeners. We could just give you one dinosaur each, or you could get them all, <laughs> and then we'd have one left over, though. Yeah. So I don't know. This this is uh, <laughs> <laughs> we would have we would have five dinosaurs left over if we <laughs> gave one to each listener. That's like <laughs> we <laughs> we have uh, this is a this is a I'll call it the Dennis Nedry contest because this is kind of like smuggling dino embryos. Yeah, so I got some magic grow dinosaurs because they are magic. Um, so what I this is what you need to do to potentially qualify to be to be one or maybe one of eight. <laughs> we'll figure this out. Uh, just please like re um, like share our page, the Facebook page, or the invasion of the Facebook um, invasion of the Facebook invasion of the podcast. We'll Facebook invade Facebook page. too. Yeah, we'll invade it too. Share the page, a separate post, um, or go on Twitter, which is invading podcast at twitter.com and just retweet it. Just like, please let know, people know, like, cause I mean, not only cause we're going to give you dinosaurs, we like we like doing the show, and I think you guys enjoy listening to the show as well. But we'd like to get other people to listen to the show. So, like, do that, and then um, either one person will get this at random, or maybe we'll or find eight people, eight people, or the five of you can figure out what to do with the other three. I don't know, <laughs> but we'll we'll do that. So that's that's our that's our special surprise of the night. So, um, uh, and anything else that you want to mention about Jurassic Park, Jurassic World? Uh oh, there was something I I can't remember what it was. Um, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I'm just like, that was real suspenseful. Be like, what's he got? Oh, Is there anything let, else? Let Does us you want down. to talk about various types of Tyrannosaurus poop? That's on, that's on the floor. Like if you guys could see the rumor recording in now, it's plastered with all this black tar spit from this thing coming in here. Yes. Anyway. So, um, Delafo <laughs> Ref has come back with the uh, the next bracket for the, who's going to be in the final four. Um, oh. Weird thing is he's not calling any of the um, any of the fouls that LeBron needs right now either. Is what's like he he's in cahoots with those NBA refs. I think I think he's playing favorites. Yeah, I think he is. Well, no, think about where, where's the LeBron tar pits? California. 
who's the team we're playing? The Golden State Warriors. I mean, like that's, I don't know. I think that's collusion. I think that's, I think, you know, we need to look into that. <laughs> so it looks like uh, the Dino Riders have advanced past the Sinclairs barely. Um, Dino beat Yoshi. Oh. So, man. you know, um, good old Hanna-Barbera beat out Nintendo. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, when I originally submitted the, the, the Dino versus, I forget who it was in the first round, you told me already. Yeah. I forgot that. Um, uh, I, Dino I, versus Land Before Time. Land Before Time, right? Which that's easily, that's a winner. But I got some various like explanations for why people pick different things. Mm-hmm. And someone picked Dino because they said he had to put up with that swinging couple of... Uh, friend Wilma and uh, Betty and Barney. And, I, and I, I, I don't know where that person ever got the idea that there was like this large swinging thing going on between like, you know, <laughs> the, the, I was like, well, I guess Dino was a silent witness. I don't know what he saw, but I, I, I just am worried to think what that person had in their head. That was their decision. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Technical difficulty. Yeah, whatever. It's just uh, it's Thanks. that it's the 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 philosopher uh, the the lophosaurus, what was it? Um the the spitter. He's getting he's getting riled up. Yeah, he got got riled up. <laughs> Let them fight. What? Yeah, why why couldn't you spit the back of my tablet so it sticks to the table? Right? <laughs> uh all right, so um, it's all that technology going to muck. Crichton was right. Crichton was right. <laughs> so Dino, Dino, and Dino Riders, and if you look at it on paper, it's Dino Riders versus Dino. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then we have uh, Sauron totally swept the Toronto Raptors. No surprise there. So I'm guessing he probably used some type of mind control mutant power, which he has, and the whole team just basically. Oh, we, we forgot to mention he has mind control too. He could turn into a dinosaur, yeah. and has mind control, and he can suck a life force out of people. It's a comic just, book character. Where, you, where did he come from? Like I don't know who created him, I, but it was just like I don't know who created. He was solely in the Savage Land, and I know the guy that turns into Sauron. He's totally like Jekyll Hyde. Like he doesn't want to turn into Sauron. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, the Dinobots barely beat out the Velociraptor. Oh, but. I mean, robots in disguise versus, you know... Philosopher's pretty cool, though. He is pretty insightful. He wasn't insightful enough to get away from Grim- Grimlock's flamethrower. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we'll get one more update before the show's over, and um, it's going to be uh, so, uh, so our final Dino f- Riders and Dino and okay. Sauron and the Dinobots. Oh, that's our final four. There's our final All right, four. So, um, All right, so... I think we got another wonderful dinosaur ad I'm going to play here because here's here's a group of people that Joe didn't remember. Wait, that, hold on. Our producer is telling. Do we have to do the ad? Yeah, we, we got to <laughs> oh, do the ad. Yeah, because so. it'll eviscerate us if we don't. We used to be four ordinary teenagers until one day we met some new friends from out of town. They were called Dinosaucers. My friends and I became the secret scouts, allies to these dinosaurs from outer space, and joined in their battles against Genghis Rex and the evil Tyrannos. The Dinosaurs are leaving, Bossasaur! Well, follow them! Yeah. <laughs> 
The we, evil Tyrannos. Yeah. Uh, Raptor? How how much do we get for that that, that commercial? Because that was pretty long. Yeah. I mean, that was... I, I mean, good job on the, the tie-in with the dinosaurs and the the invasion and the the saucers i just i don't think i don't think jurassic world's ever going to really hit upon how dinosaurs are from another planet and there's evil tyrannos <laughs> or maybe that, maybe that's the sequel jurassic planet jurassic, planet jurassic universe that's gonna be the, the fifth jurassic like park space dinosaurs dinosaurs in space, space. well yeah that, that happens all right so last week um we did a little game with Japanese cartoons. Okay. Or cartoons. Advertisements. <laughs> With Japanese Nick Cage. Nick Cage. So I kind of put together a little quick uh, similar game for you. You're, you're way into to movie production more than I am. You know more than I do about movie production. So so much that I'm actually going to tell you now. I've been, I've been just dying <laughs> to tell you this. We talked about Primal Rage, uh-huh. and they did the animation on purpose to look like the old Ray Harryhausen animation. That's why it all looked a little herky-jerky. Oh, okay. So that they wanted to do... So anyway, anyway that's, see, that's neither and, here nor there. And I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Ray, Ray, Ray Harryhausen? You don't yeah. know who that is? See, see um, what he does? <laughs> the original Clash of the Titans... Oh, okay. Like, um, well, I'm, I'm, I could probably familiarize oh, with other like, movies. He, he was like the special effects guy before anybody. I'm like, sorry. And, well, remember, uh, Clash of the Titans came out after Star Wars. So it was like, oh, I'm sorry. Your time is done now. But then Star Wars ended up using a lot of his techniques and like Empire Strikes Back for the for the at-ats and all that, right? So all right. anyway. All right. Ray Harryhausen. So there these are go. dinosaur sounds that they used in the original Jurassic Park. Okay. Um, I only got a couple. I didn't. I, I wasn't able to fire up uh, all of the sound effects. I do have one. That's a T Rex roar. Mm-hmm. So, um, is it a a Jack Russell bark slowed down? B a freight train with a lion roar slowed down? D an alligator mixed with a wind fan? Or B, a baby elephant slowed down. I'm going to do the the second one. Which one? The freight train? Yeah. The run? Nope. It's a baby elephant. It's a baby elephant. Oh. Baby elephant slowed down. No, well, all right then. <laughs> I know. Well, hold on. Well, no, I'm going to save some the of the be- stuff that you use. Like, so I know um, that they use the lion roar slowed down and um, Jaws. And yeah. I know they used it in Duel, which is another well, Spielberg movie, which yeah. is weird because it was just two trucks. But when the one truck went over the edge of the mountain, they hear a weird like a lion roar. It was, oh, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, a lot of the stuff they actually use, uh, they use a lot of things. They slow a lot of things down to get okay. a roar or a growl. Um, I like Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the the funny thing is, is the guy who did the sound, that's actually that's actually almost like a trick question answer. Okay. Because one of the sounds for the T-Rex he used when the T-Rex attacks um, a- after it's let out of the gate and it, it attacks one of the dinosaurs hurting across the, the, the plains, uh, when he's eating it, uh, that's actually a Jack Russell Terror eating. Oh, so like the guy who did the sound for the movie, he I guess he uses his Jack Russell Terrier a lot for other movies. He used um, one of the other times he used the dog was eating something and it and it made a crunch. Okay, and that and that's the noise that you hear when um, uh, Terminator Two when the T one thousand kills that guy drinking the milk. Okay, so. Um, and funny thing about that that I just learned probably about a month ago that that's uh, Lieutenant Vasquez from Aliens. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. I after I saw him side by side, I'm like, 
Oh, yeah. That, I'm that, like that, that explains what's wrong with John Connor. Well, <laughs> not, not not to get too far, but she's also in Titanic for a brief second too. Like he, that actress, James Cameron. Yeah, playing, yeah. yeah so. All right. So a raptor hiss, which I don't have the hiss. I have the screech. So is this a cobra hiss? Um, the air being let out of a tire. A common has a uh, common has common house cat hiss. A common has cat or a goose hiss. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, so I got to just use my mind and try to figure this out. All right. So what was the first part again of the four? Uh, cobra hiss. The oh. air being let out of a tire. A common house cat hiss or a goose hiss. I, I got to go with cobra just because that sounds as closest to that type of animal. But it's a goose. You know, I should know better because <laughs> there there is Canadian geese. I don't know if they're on the west side of Cleveland, but they're all over the east side of Cleveland. When I go to work, and those guys like they fear nothing. No, and yeah. it's like, and they're just like, like yeah, we're big enough. We're big enough to where you don't want to pick a fight with us. Because I don't want to be that guy that everybody's looking out the window, being like, did he just get beat up by a goose? Yeah, I'll fight a goose. I, um, I, I will run away from them. That's the hiss, uh, like when uh, um. Muldoon is sneaking up on the raptors. Okay. Uh, I don't have clever girl. <laughs> oh, well. oh. Anyway, uh, clever girl. Clever that's girl. There, there. That's the sound bit that I was gonna play for you. All right, and then the last one is the raptor bark when they use to communicate, like when they're in the kitchen. Okay. And they're like barking at each other to communicate. Um, is it a wiener dog's bark slowed down, or um? Tortoise having sex, jaguar a jaguar coughing up a hairball, or what does it say? A goose honk mixed with a German shepherd bark. Clever girl. I found it. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are my options again? I was trying to find. So we got out. wiener dog bark slowed down. Okay. Okay. Uh, a jaguar coughing up hairball. <laughs> Uh, tortoise having sex. You know, I'm going to pick tortoise having sex. You're right. Really? <laughs> so that whole kitchen scene when those raptors are talking to each other, it's a couple of tortoise going at it. And the guy who recorded it actually said, he was like, when I went to the uh, the, mar- the marina or the aquarium or whatever to, um, to to get some animal noises recorded, the people, they were like, yeah, they go at it for a long time. So you just could record for a while. And he's like, I got plenty of sound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would imagine it'd take them a while. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I just thought that was... But those are the only four three. Four plays probably like two years for tortoises, right? <laughs> yeah, those are the only three that I could... That, I that's could awesome. But that, that was fun. I thought some of the, the tortoise glad, one was pretty fun. I mean, if, if, all I could say is I'm glad that I identified tortoise sex. And, uh, <laughs> you know, actually could be like, you know what? That's that's what I thought they sounded like. Yeah, so... um, We have an interview. We do. We do. Um, So... All right, so this is kind of different because we've never really had guests on the show before. Yeah, yeah, I mean, considering this is like what, like our our seventh episode. I mean, it's about time. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this a month and a half. I mean, it's we got to swing for the we got to swing for the fences. You know, Chris Pratt's not available right now because he said he wouldn't come to Cleveland. Wait, yeah. no, he said Star Lord would never defend Cleveland, which you know we're gonna have to have words with him when he comes on the show later. Yeah, I, I hope we get Burt Macklin though. Yeah, <laughs> I would... Burt Macklin and, and Janet Snake Oil. Janet Snake. Oil. No, the snake, snake, snake hole. hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we uh, we have a very special treat for you, and uh, hold hold on, wait, wait, wait. He spit on him. Oh, so we don't have an interview now? Is that no, we oh. did. We'll clean it off. I'm okay. sorry about that. So 
The championship round is going to be between the Dinobots and Dino. So, so, so we're going to throw this. Dino and the Dinobots. The Dino and the Dinobots. That sounds, that's like a band. That sounds like a 50s like crooner yeah. type thing. Yeah. Dino so, and the Bots. Dino and the Bots. So um, we're going to throw this up With there on social media. Yeah. And like, if you guys listen to the show and you want to vote, uh, we'll let you guys decide. And I'm sure Dilafaref will be pissed and spit on something uh, because he didn't get to referee this match. But um, let us know. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and yeah, so yeah, the, the invasion of the podcast on Facebook, invading podcast on Twitter, uh, invading podcast at Gmail. Just let us know. Uh, we'll we'll announce the winner for the next episode. Um, like, and whoever it is, like, they, I'm sure they'll win the same thing that the Paradact. If you find a pterodactyl, you know. But uh, so yeah, there's that, and um, and then we have our interview here. Yeah, so so Joe is fortunate enough to to reach beyond space and time, and uh, interview. Uh, Someone I think is really tied ultimately to the whole Jurassic Park thing. All right. So today we're really lucky here on Invasion of the Podcast. We have the creator of Jurassic Park. John Hammond. And I'm delighted to meet you finally in person. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, we, we, we couldn't get Michael Crichton, unfortunately, but we got the next best thing, John Hammond. Um, what brings you on the show, John? And if I could just persuade you to sign off on the park, oh, give it your endorsement, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, me and Paul are definitely going to go see the new movie. And I'm sure you're, you're doing, like, a PR thing, running around, getting everybody hyped for Jurassic Park. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to know about Jurassic Park and, like, what you did with it. But I think one of the big questions... Um, is 14 years between Jurassic Park movies. And I know, you know, a lot of things happen with dinosaurs getting off the island and stuff, but, you know, I read somewhere that legally there were a lot of tie-ups and things like that. I don't care for lawyers. Oh, all right. Well, you know, that's 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 fine. But, you know, I'm, I, could, I could get that from you genetically engineering your T-Rex from eating lawyers on the toilet. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I kind of, yeah. I picked up on that. So... Um, what is exactly different, you know, I mean, between some of the other Jurassic Parks about Jurassic World? <laughs> we spared no expense. No, oh, okay. Well, did more special effects and things like that, I understand. Um, you know, aside from doing the podcast, you know, I know you've got other promos out there. I guess, I guess you're doing, uh, a promo with Denny's. Is this right? This place, I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion. Something that was real. Something that they could see and touch. Oh, so like, you know, moons over my hammy or like a skillet or something like that. You know, so like the people who couldn't get even coupon day could go to Denny's and get the same Jurassic Park experience. You're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, well, I'm a big fan of Jurassic Park. I can't wait to go there. I know uh, I'm probably going to hit it up a couple times this year. Um, I know Paul, he's kind of hard up, and he says he can't really go to Jurassic Park, and he's, like, wondering, you know, do do you guys have anything for somebody that, that that's maybe got about, like, ten bucks to spend on, you know, looking at dinosaurs? He's on parade. Oh, sucks to be him. You're right. You're absolutely right. All right, well, not to get too far into this, because I know you're a busy man, you got your helicopter outside, but I want to ask you one last question It's not really related to Jurassic Park. Um... Like, 
Seinfeld's coming to Hulu, and I heard you're a big Seinfeld fan. And I, I guess like you're, you're not really like a fan of the major cast. And I needed to clear something up. And you're, you're a big Newman fan. Is that correct? I really hate that man. Okay, I just, I was kind of confused when I heard that. Now that I have your confirmation, that that makes you feel a little bit better that you don't like Newman because it makes sense. Um. So that's it that we have. I mean, John, do do you have any last words or anything you want to say to our listeners? Welcome to Jurassic Park. Right, everybody except for Paul. You're right. You're absolutely right. Sorry, Paul. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, John. He just does not like poor people. That's that's all there's to it. I yeah, mean, I... I don't know. He 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 does kind of have an air about him. Yeah, I mean, for goodness sakes, you let your uh, your grandchildren just wander out in the park, and all you just sit there and eat ice cream. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but it's amazing that somehow, like Joe was able to track that down. He had to go to uh, to you know the IMDb page for you know, for John Hammond and was like, I know, I know, you're, you've not I, been around long. You know, for, like, you've been gone on this earth for a number of years, but he came back just to talk to Joe. It's hard to get in touch with billionaires. They're they're busy and like half the time when you tweet at a billionaire it's usually somebody that they hire to do PR for them so it's not really them. Yeah, like next week we'll get Richard Branson on here and right. or uh, Eli Musk. Eli Musk? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Eli, who who the hell is Elon Musk? I don't know. His his younger brother. His younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I made this car work off of potatoes. It's like shut up Eli. <laughs> no. So um I think that's going to do it for our uh, our Dinocast. Um again um, like I said, please for for the the magic row dinosaurs, <laughs> share. Um, yeah, yeah listen to all that dino goodness in there. <laughs> um, yeah, please share the show uh, on Facebook uh, or or Twitter, and um, we'll figure out how people will win these wonderful dinosaurs. Um, and the, the, you know, please like it's they're dinosaurs that you put in water and they grow. I don't know. You get what to else. be John Hammond. It's true. This is like a your <laughs> John Hammond kit. Come to cup full of uh, park full of cups of water and see these dinosaurs grow sam neil will come in and stare at the glass of water and wonder how you grew a <laughs> velociraptor at the water it could start shaking because someone's walking by <laughs> yeah, and be like oh there's a dinosaur here i didn't know that so just just don't show jeff goldblum <laughs> so um that'll do it for us this time uh next week we got all the news that we didn't get to this week there so, was a lot yeah so but dinosaurs ate it all so it. please don't read anything like yeah. <laughs> the, for the past week, because we're going to cover it. If we are your only news source, ignore everything until <laughs> yeah. next week, which we know you're not. We're not. <laughs> and I was, I can't press buttons again. There we go. So you get see it worked when you called it out. Yeah, I called it out. Press <laughs> buttons. Um, yeah, that'll do it for us this this time. Uh, we're going to see Jurassic World. It'll be a good time. And stay tuned because uh, there's secret special surprise here at the end. Easter eggs. Easter we're like eggs. Marvel.
nature's toughest cop is Katie Coltrane. I'm back. And now she's getting a new partner. His name is Teddy. It's a dinosaur. You two solved this case together. Oh, what? What? It's a dinosaur. New partner, Coltrane. <laughs> He's got the style. I'm here for a new look. Step right up. Push the button. He's a cop. Mahalo. You gotta make him look like a real cop. I'm too sexy for my clothes. That thing at the table just clacked at me. He's got horns for you. It's very normal. He's got the charm. <laughs> your mind's shut down and your glands have taken over. And he's got the appetite. No, 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 no. You cannot eat our only suspect. To come out. <laughs> yes. On time. <laughs> Boom! I'm amazing. New Line Cinema presents... Are you think you're going to get somebody? <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Can you just slide your butt? Yeah, that's great. Like that? And introducing... Teddy. Sweets. Ah. One a customer. <laughs> Theodore Rex. It's a tale... You'll never forget. I love when he does that. <laughs>